Matthew chapter 14 Peter said Lord if it is you tell me to come and he walked on the water This message encourages to step out of the norm with God's help to do that which looks impossible Pastor speaks about positive and negative comparisons and teaches never to compete or compare but to walk in wisdom in the calling that God has called you Let's open our Bibles tonight to Matthew chapter 14 The Gospel of Matthew the 14th chapter verses 27 to 29 But straight away Jesus spake unto them saying Be of good cheer it is I be not afraid And Peter answered him and said Lord if it be thou bid me come unto thee on the water And he said come And when Peter was come down out of the ship he walked on the water to go to Jesus Amen Second Corinthians one more scripture second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12 For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves but they measuring themselves by their, themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise Amen I want to title the message take a step to do the impossible. Amen. Take a step to do the impossible. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 14 verses 27 to 29. But straight away Jesus spoke unto them saying, "Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid." And Peter answered him and said, "Lord, if it be thou bid me to come unto thee on the water and he said come and when peter was come down out of the ship he walked on the water to go to jesus amen, amen. all that peter wanted to know to do the impossible of walking on the water was lord if it is you lord if it is you tell me to come amen. tell me to take a step If it is you. See you got to be sure that it is the Lord. Don't jump the boat. Other disciples would have said there are a lot of sharks out there in the water. You want to walk on the water? The water is too deep in this spot. You want to step out of the boat? It's covid time. You want to start the business now? But God wants his church, wants his people to take a step forward to do the impossible. That which is impossible in your mind is going to be be made possible by the power of God. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hand and say that which is impossible for me will be made possible by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord if it is you command me to come the only thing that you need is to be sure it is the lord 
whether it be stepping out into ministry whether it be starting on a building project whether it be starting a new business whether it be getting married whether it be you know traveling abroad whatever lord if it is you lord if it is you i pray for spiritual discernment to come over god's people for the holy spirit of god to fall that you might be able to discern the voice of the holy spirit that you might be able to discern the presence of jesus in your life see if you want to do the impossible you can't be with the crowd you are to step out of the norm you can't be natural and expect to do the supernatural to be normal you don't need energy you don't need faith you don't even need grace <laughs> but to do the impossible to do that which is supernatural you need all of god's grace you need all of god's help you need his word you need his energy flowing through you and i believe tonight some of you are going to receive an impartation of god's grace upon your life to do the impossible to break out of the box nobody might have done it before but to do it you know i mean nobody had prayed and the sun had stood still till joshua prayed he was the first to do it nobody had gone through the red sea or led a people through the red sea moses was the first nobody had called fire from heaven with full gallery view of <laughs> prophets and kings and false prophets not prophets false prophets and no but elijah did nobody had stayed alive in a burning furnace but daniel's three friends did nobody had made the bed with lions in a lions den but daniel spent the night there and came out unharmed See what nobody has done God wants his people to do and that is what I mean by impossible and he will enable you to do it All that you need is Lord if it is you Refuse to do what others are doing and what is that just sitting on the boat If you do what others are doing you will end up like others It isn't choosing to be different that you have a reward. There are people who choose to study instead of playing games and they end up well. <laughs> There are people who are willing to work hard instead of lazy being lazy and they earn more. There are people who look up to God and not to men. and god favors them or god blesses them choose not to be like the people around you amen amen be different amen hear the voice of the holy spirit dodi austin the mother of joy austin at the age of 40 i think she i mean they said you got cancer there's no possibility of you going beyond 6 months but she's 84 and still having kellogs for breakfast <laughs> why 
because she is different she trusted in the living god she put her hope in god amen hallelujah look at that which is impossible in front of you and say i am going to step out in faith i am going to keep my eyes upon jesus i am going to run the race looking unto the lord and he will sustain me he will uphold me choose to be different you know you know i malachi chapter 3 verse 8 it says there bring your tithes and offerings into the house of god and the lord says test me in this i will open the windows of heaven and release a blessing upon you so just just imagine god is not opening a door just a window and the bonds are full are you with me So just imagine if you are different and if you just give beyond your tithes and offerings and you feel that I give all clearly God is opened up I have experienced that in my life God is open going to open the doors See some of you have to pass the realm of windows to the realm of doors Psalm 78 was 23 Psalm 78 was 23 Look at that it's an interesting scripture Now this this made me laugh a lot The Lord said son I want you to step out of doors i mean out of windows into doors though he had commanded the clouds from above mm. and opened the doors of heaven see doors of heaven so there are doors in heaven malachi 3 says about windows of heaven and god says that the doors of heaven heaven and and had rained down manna upon and rained down manna mm. see manna came out of doors <laughs> wow Do you want an open door or do you want an open window? It is when you choose to be different even with your giving. Give like a madman. <laughs> Now you can't add me to the list of pastors who ask for money. I never I never have by the grace of God. You got to be different. When others are drinking you choose to be praying. You get addicted to one of the spirit, the holy spirit. You want to break new ground, take new territories. Do that which is impossible. And I'm speaking tonight to some of you, you're going to experience a grace come over your life. Some of you just going to feel like a cloud just came over you just like a, the presence of god just comes over you and you will feel god energizing you enabling you can you imagine rest of the disciples in the boat you know the root of every problem in christian life is comparison and competition somebody wants to do impo- something impossible or something mighty or an example somebody wants to make a lot of money and you ask them why because somebody else is making a lot of money that is competition that is that god doesn't like that that's the second scripture that you read second corinthians 10 12 somebody has achieved something and you want to go over that that is competition this is doing what nobody else has done your own unique calling 
doing what God has tailor made for you to do not be a duplicate doing something which everybody else is doing competing and trying to be number one in the same race 2 Corinthians 10 12 please read that 2 Corinthians 10 12 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 12 yes for we dare not make ourselves of the number ah or compare ourselves with some six comparison compare ourselves with some that come in themselves yes but they measuring themselves by themselves mm -hmm. and comparing themselves among themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise are not wise so people who compare people who compete are foolish are not wise it means foolish Everybody in the body of Christ has different roles to play and has got different levels of importance. And many a time, even in Christianity, people begin to think, hey, I need to, you know, without sometimes realizing, sometimes not realizing, but out of the flesh, they think, I gotta, I, I gotta be number one. I gotta, and God wants to make you number one. But number one is not competing with somebody and becoming number one. And some of the reasons why you begin to compete is because you begin to think Christianity as a race. But when you actually study Hebrews 12, which my wife preached a little bit before. Hebrews 12, it says there, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, run the race. Well, in Hebrew and in Greek, that word means not a race. Because if it is a race, you're looking at somebody who is on the next lane. Are you with me? And you want to outrun the other person. 1 Corinthians 9 20, 24 it says there we run the race again there the word race is actually in Hebrews 12 and in 1 Corinthians 9 is the word journey it's not a race but a journey your Christian journey you're not competing with somebody you're not looking over the shoulder to see oh, is this guy catching up I bought two cars is this guy going to buy three cars yeah my child has gone to Oxford will this guy Child go to Harvard. Oh my God, that church has grown to 100,000. Will my church grow to 150,000? That person has bought two TV sets in his home. Oh my God, this person will he buy? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not, that's not Christian. That's not Christian. Look at somebody and say, that's not Christian. That's not Christian. And especially, please, you know, if you, if you got to take a step to do the impossible, you have to stop comparing and competing. There are people who compete with or compare themselves with backsliders and unbelievers. You compete and you compare yourself with and you get discouraged. You're competing and compare yourself with unbelievers and backsliders. If that person is making a lot of money. You can, but you restrict yourself because that is not, not, I mean, even if you have an opportunity, your priorities are different. It's not that you cannot do it, but you don't, you don't do it. You know, when I stepped out for the Lord and somebody the other day, you know, who came to me and said, Pastor, you know, we're making so much money and doing this and, and Ah, look at you. 
I don't want to use the exact words. I said, that, that is not my priority. And I could, I, I, there is nothing stopping me if I keep the Bible here and go and start a business or do something and try to be something in life. There's nothing stopping me other than the call of God and the grace of God which says, no. You keep to your Christian journey to what God has called you to do. And you restrict yourself purposefully. And you don't want to compare yourself with an unbeliever or backslider whose priority in life is something else. So there are negative people, I mean, uh, what do you say? Negative comparisons. And there are positive comparisons. Up, now, some people's life, their prayer life, their Bible study, the way they fast provokes you. It's like a, ah, my God. He's, now I, I used to be provoked by my spiritual father's prayer life and his Bible study. He, he would spend the entire night reading the scriptures and pray. Sometimes in his house, I would be the last one to leave in the night. Take the last bus from Fort Kochi back. And he would just go to have his bath. And when I come in the morning, by 8, 8.30, his wife would tell me, he spent the whole night in that study, praying and reading the Bible. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> but one thing you learn in your Christian journey is, even within the fold of Christian, uh, you know, people who are not backslidden or unbelievers, there are three categories of people. One John chapter two verse thirteen. This will lead some of you into maturity. One John chapter two verse thirteen. One John is not the gospel of John. I write unto you fathers. I write unto you fathers. Because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you fathers. See, so you don't compete or compare yourself with fathers. Even for you to have a right perspective, you say, okay, that's, that's well, he's matured in his Christian journey. God has brought him thus far. He's grown in a level of intimacy with God. And I would see him getting that prayer, I would get provoked and the other side I would also get discouraged and say, oh my God, I just prayed for four hours. There are fathers. Now you don't compete with the father. You don't attempt to do what they're doing. Then the 1 John 2 and verse 14 uses the word, I've written to you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. I've written unto you young men because you're strong and the word of God abideth in you and you overcome the wicked one. So younger men, you are always contending with the wicked one. You're strong and you're contending with that. There is a part for young men to do. And then it says the third category of people are the little children. Young men, fathers, and little children. Little children. 1 John 2, 18 uses the word little children. Little children is when you are pampered 
when there is somebody to change your nappy and it's when you have those honeymoon experiences with the Lord. You remember your starting walk with the, with, with the Lord and uh, you, you, you're going out somewhere and it looks like it's going to rain. It says, Lord, please don't let it rain. If you love me, Lord, please don't let it rain. And it doesn't rain. And you say, ah, I prayed and it didn't rain. <laughs> That's a little children honeymoon stage. Oh Lord, please, Lord, please. I feel like I'm going to cough. Don't let me cough, Lord. And God heals you. And you're excited. That, that's a beautiful phase. The honeymoon phase of your walk with God. Married people, you know, opening up doors for their wives. After five years, if they're still doing it, there must be something wrong with the door. <laughs> Please do it. But I, I, there are men who do it all through their life. That's beautiful. That's good. But what I'm trying to say is that same excitement and joy will not be there even for the woman every day. He's parked the car and he's coming out and opening the door. The first time you're excited. The second time you, you're excited. The third time you want to show your friends. Okay. After sometimes, the excitement is not there. It's not the same. So, young children, you are excited. You you are happy with your spiritual life. You're excited. I mean, everything thrills you. One word, first time you're hearing it, it's like ah. But fathers have reached the level of intimacy with God. And the Bible actually uses the word in 1 Peter 5 verse 5 Submit to those who rule over you or who are fathers. One version uses the word if you, like, Likewise younger, submit yourself unto the elder. So there is a natural way that you grow in the spirit. You, you want to do things like they're doing, but it takes time, it takes maturity. But you don't compete. You don't compare. You don't assume. Because even if it is, you know, you want to buy a land for the church, I mean, you can't just assume. Fathers, you hear from God, you know the voice of God for sure. Because the destiny of so many people depends on that. You know, I remember once I heard a man of God say, you know, he's never prayed for money. And that thrilled me. And I started crying. And I said, okay, I will never pray for money. I'll never ask God for money. Because I heard one of the gigantic men of faith, you know, <laughs> who came on one of Benny and shows saying, he's never prayed for money. I said, I'll never pray for money. And needless to say, the next couple of months, I struggled to pay my rent. <laughs> and I asked the Lord, Lord, why? The Lord said, you didn't ask me. <laughs> I said, Lord, but then I heard that man. That's such level of intimacy with me. He's past that stage and come to that level where he doesn't even need to ask. He knows. 
but you are not in that stage you are a kid you need to grow up you need to take the tonic of god's word eat the meat of god's word hear my voice know my will now i ask for money <laughs> so i can pay my rent <laughs> You know, Daniel in lion's den, he didn't walk into it, you know. I mean, he was thrown into it. But he had, he had grown into that level. I mean, a few months before that, he was fasting, praying. Was, the Holy Spirit was preparing him. You don't say, I, you know, Daniel could do it. Let me put my hands through, through that cage of the lion and see if it will bite me. Hallelujah, Ruba Kala Rabinto. There are, there are crazy people who have done that and lost their arm. If you're one of them, repent. <laughs> Sometimes you compare yourself with your equals. Proverbs 27, 27. Proverbs 27, 27. Same Bible college, same Noah's group, same youth retreat. Same retreat. Pastor, but you, you were also in the same retreat. God is using you so much and I am like mm, still struggling to give up drinks. <laughs> Proverbs 27, 17. Yes. And thou shall have goat's milk enough for thy food. Uh, not goat's milk. Uh, Proverbs 27, 17. Goat's milk. Okay. Iron sharpens iron. Sharpens iron. I mean, you don't compare but same, same. Same levels you... You're not competing, but you're being sharpened. Are you with me? Come to the same church. Hey, I, I was able to pray for three hours yesterday. Okay, let me try this today. There are people who compare themselves with juniors in the Lord. Babes, little children. Once somebody came to a pastor and said, Pastor, I've been in this church for 30 years. Am I born again? Am I born again? I'm in this church for 30 years. Am I born again? The pastor said, you are not. If you are not sure after 30 years whether you are born again or not, you are not. <laughs> I mean, the first thing when, when you're born again is the Holy Spirit comes to dwell inside of you and you know there is Jesus inside of you. You don't need somebody else telling you, you have Jesus inside of you. After hearing all these sermons, you, you're sitting and wondering, am I called? Most probably you are not. Go fish. Don't waste your time in front of the screen. See, one of, the, one of the things that happens is when the Holy Spirit comes is fear is eliminated. Faith comes in. You're competing with a pastor or with somebody to walk in that same shoes. Sometimes I see people come and I've also done that in my early life. In my maturity. Lord, double portion. Lord, double portion. So nobody will ask for half portion, one portion. Everybody coming to the kingdom of God, 
they don't go through the process they don't take the christian journey they don't have the christian discipline and then they just one day just hear a message on the holy ghost and they see somebody operating the supernatural double portion double portion see elijah double portion came upon elijah but elijah could not handle the double portion what was on elijah was not only came upon elijah elijah but upon hazaliel and on jehu three people carried one man carried you know sometimes you hear people praying like lord i want the anointing of elijah elijah john the baptist uh, peter paul john and then who are the men of god today bonke adi boy benihin one man you and do what see when men of god speak they speak in the levels that they are moving in but they don't usually say about the process so sometimes you compare and you get discouraged hey that pastor has got a such a big church he's got a such a big ministry because he hasn't shared with you the process you have been seeing the sleepless nights his obedience is unto god his sowing giving out sacrifices what he suffered what you went through but you just want look at that ceo of that company look at that man he's built such a huge house that man has done such a great business yes but there was a process through which the lord took that person if you understanding what i'm saying lift your hand and say holy spirit let me never compete let me never compare help me to walk in the calling that you have given me give me wisdom in jesus name amen see even people of the same age develop differently are you with me same age you look at your classmates somebody by the time you know one of my classmates by the time he was in age center had a beard and a mush how was just raring to buy a shaving blade you know but this guy had by the time he was age standard the same class i felt such an inferiority complex <laughs> but there are totally wrong comparisons you comparing yourself with a backslider somebody who's left church left god's house and you're comparing sometimes somebody comes to me and says such a huge challenge i went through i left god's house no challenge is enough to make you drop your bible and leave god's house there is something wrong with your foundation no challenge in life no matter what kind of challenge whether it be physical financial relational whatever way there is nothing ever created by the devil or his agents that should make you to leave your jesus leave the house of god 
or leave the word of God and go away. There is nothing. And John the Baptist actually was on the point of being backslided because he said, I feel offended. Why am I in prison after preaching Christ and showing people to Christ? Should we wait for somebody else? Are you the Messiah? Jesus told the disciples, if you keep your hands to the plow and you turn back and look, you are worthy to follow me. So there is, even in comparisons, you, know, you, you want to do the impossible, you want to step out, don't compete, don't compare yourself even with backsliders, with unbelievers. And with unbelievers, I mean two types of unbelievers. There are unbelievers out there and there are unbelievers in the church. As a pastor, I'm telling you. There was a man, a father who came to Jesus and he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. I mean, he was a believer, but he said, help my unbelief. Matthew 15 verse 8 Jesus said these people honor me with their lips but their heart is far away from me. So there are unbelievers in the church sitting by the pew by, by, in your same lane in the same whatsapp group and you're comparing and competing and you want to do the impossible but look at the crowd with which you're sitting you, can, I mean, you are in church but are unable to contribute anything for the kingdom there are people who come and they say I don't want to trouble pastor I just I don't want trouble I just you know, I left the previous church because, and I just, I just want to sit quietly in this house and pray and hear the word and go. I just, I don't want trouble. I don't want, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do anything. I just want to just be quiet and not trouble anybody and just attend church, hear a message and go back home. And when it's my time, go to heaven. I said, yeah, you can be quiet. And when it is your time, you won't go to heaven, you will go to hell. Because Jesus said in Matthew 25, you know, what have you done with the grace, with the gift, with the talent I gave you? Now you don't want to trouble anybody, so you hid it and you didn't contribute at all for the, into the body of Christ and said you just want to be quiet and not trouble anybody. Oh, it sounds very spiritual. but Can you imagine that? Unbelievers in the church. And don't compare. Don't compare yourself with carnal people. That, that is body ruled or flesh ruled. I mean, pastor is preaching a message and the person is sitting there and texting somebody else in the service. That's the fleshy guy. Somebody is leading worship and you're 
thinking of something else. It's a fleshy guy. Tonight, may let those bondages break from your life in the name of Jesus. The verses, you know, as a pastor for 25 years, I've seen this. Sometimes you preach a message, they take that message, they go out, they go to a nearby coffee shop, and the guy who heard will have, the, or the girl who heard will have a set of friends and will preach a different message. They don't tap into the anointing. They don't step into that grace. I mean, people in the flesh, I mean, people who will sound very spiritual outside. No, we don't believe in Christmas. We don't believe in Easter. Yeah. Just believe in Jesus. But you're looking for a debate. You're looking for something to prove a point in the flesh. I never enter into an argument with some anybody who argues with me. Because I realize it's a waste of it. It's in the flesh. If I have to argue with somebody and to prove a point from the scripture, most people only want to learn. Ooh, where are we going with this message, Lord? This is the second point. The Holy Spirit is not making me move forward from there. Lift your hand and say, Jesus, help us to step forward in the name of Jesus. To take a step into the supernatural. To do the impossible. I shouldn't be sitting with the lukewarm and with the cold. Help me to do that which you have called me to do. You don't debate. The Bible says, he who wins soul is wise. See, if I am not winning and I am fighting, I don't. Are you with me? Even scripturally. It doesn't mean that I agree with that person. I just, okay. When you want to learn, when you want to know from what the Holy Spirit has put into my heart, you come. But I am not going to sit there as a judge and judge you even either. Even when I know you are wrong. Because God is the judge, not me. Don't compare with the rebels. Number 16 verse 3. Number 16 verse 3. Ah, you know, this is very interesting, the scripture. Now, there's a lot of correction in it. I was not meaning to have a lot of correction in the scripture. I do not know. This is supposed to be, boom, go in another direction. But somehow the Holy Spirit is making me, <clears throat> number 16 verse 3. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said unto them, Ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, mm. every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. Yeah, when you study the scripture, it uses the word, second verse uses the word, famous in the congregation, men of renown. The ones who came against Moses, mm. 
in the church were men of renown, men who were famous. But they were sons of rebellion. And they said, are you the only one whom God is using? Are you the only one who hears from God? Now give me the mic, I can sing better than you, I can preach better than you. Being talkative doesn't make you an evangelist. Just give me the mic. The earth swallowed, not the entire earth and the entire place, but the earth under them. In other words, they don't go up in life. Or look at 2 Samuel 15, verse 2. Uh, 15, verse 12, sorry. And Absalom sent, 2 Samuel 15, 2, we looked at the other week. Absalom sent for Ahithophel, the Jilonite, David's counselor from his city, even from Jilo, where he offered sacrifices. And the conspiracy was strong, for the people increased continually with Absalom. Are you mad? Can you imagine that in the Old Testament? But Absalom was challenging authority, the ones that God had placed. Now you look at how any rebel, how they entered through, through scripture. Any rebel in scriptures, who, how they entered. 2 Samuel 14 verse 27. And unto Absalom there were born three sons and one daughter, whose name was Tamar, and she was a woman of fair countenance. Absalom had, read it, Absalom had, Three sons, three sons and one daughter. One daughter. Say that once again. Absalom had three sons, three sons and, one daughter. and one daughter. Now look at 2 Samuel 18 verse 18. Now Absalom in his lifetime had taken and reared up for himself a pillar which is in the king's dale. For he said, I have no son to keep my name in remembrance. And he called the pillar after his own name. And it is called unto this day Absalom's place. Can you imagine that? Second Samuel 14 says he had three sons and a daughter. Look at how his generation is ending. He says, I have no sons to take after my name. In other words, the children became useless. Rebellion will give birth to rebellious children. Don't compare yourself with the demonic. There are people who sit there and compare themselves with the demonic. In any church across the world, there are agents of the devil. Across the world. There are people who will come to church to take people away from the church. I've noticed that in years of ministry. There are people who will come to target leaders. There are people who will come just to 
you know find a nice girl or a nice boy get married and then go away from the church it is not the will of god or the purpose of god or being productive for god that matters but they're just looking for somebody and this seems like a nice place There are people that I know who are maybe 15 years in the church but who do not even regard the pastor. Demonic. Can you imagine? Coming to the same church for 15 years hearing the word the pastor is praying for them. <laughs> I'm just not speaking about this church. I'm speaking about so many people out there listening to this message. But you have no regard Ooh, let's not go there too much now. The entire purpose of the agents of the devil coming into church is to distract you, deviate you, take your, make you take your eyes away from Jesus, from the purpose of Jesus in your life and from the ones whom God has ordained to be over you. Tonight lift your hand and say, Lord, deliver me from everything that is not of yours. Lift your voice and say the Lord deliver me from everything that is not yours. So Peter could have sat in the boat. Are you with me? Compared himself, I'm not doing doing too bad. But he said, Lord, if it is you, command me. The third point, you need to step out. Some of you, God has been commanding you for years, but you're not stepping out. Commanding you to pray. You don't even pray. Commanding you to give up that watching TV too much. But you can't. is to do that which God has called you to do the step into the unknown or to the impossible you need what you call Holy Spirit revelation to have the Holy Spirit revealing to you Paul said in Galatians 2 2 I went up by revelation so you go up by revelation you come forth you do things by revelation revelation will accelerate you The Bible says Joseph saw a dream. He dreamt a dream. That's what the Bible says in Genesis 37. Dreamt a dream. Not dreams. Some people have too many dreams. But no dream from God. Just dreams. Have one goal. What has God called me to do? Pursue it. Revelation is what will empower you to action. You know it is from the Lord. It is the Lord commanding you. Let me step out. Come. Come. Come, Jesus said. Come. Step on it. Come into your victory tonight in the name of Jesus. Come out. 
to your freedom, to your liberty, to having a revelation from the Holy Spirit, to one of the dimensions in the Holy Spirit. Come out in the name of Jesus uh, to encounter the supernatural for divine encounters. Come out! And the Bible says Peter came out. The fourth. Walk by faith. Jesus didn't give him a floater, you know. A rope. Okay. You want to come out? When I teach my children swimming or when I take them to the pool, it's like, okay, come, come, I'll hold you. Okay, hold the bus hand. Hold the bus hand. Hold it. Okay. Jesus didn't do that. He didn't say, okay, be there. Hold. Hold. Okay, come. Come. Walk by faith. Didn't give a floater. Amen. Amen. You wanna, you're looking for a land, a vehicle, blessing, future, business. Come. Walk by faith. You need favor with God. Hallelujah. Glory unto the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, it is true that he stepped down and he started swimming. I mean, sinking. <laughs> See, he started sinking when he stepped out. But Satan never showed him how close the Lord was. Peter cried, Lord, save me. There are people who are sinking still who won't pray. Lord, save me. I stepped out, Lord. I don't know what's happened. Lift your hand and say, Jesus, save me. Jesus, save you, me. Might, you might feel as if you're sinking, but the Lord is closer than you think. He will not allow you to drown. Amen. Lift your hands and say, Lord, help me, save me. Amen. Open your mouth and say, I need help, Lord. See, the Lord will help you to do the impossible. The Lord stretched out his hand and said, Peter. And I'm sure Peter and Jesus walked back to the boat together. Are you with me? You and Jesus make a great team. Amen. Hallelujah. Tap your heart and say, Myself and Jesus, we make a great team. Amen. We can do the impossible. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. With the Lord, you can do. Glory unto the name of Jesus.